Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. This is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. And welcome back to the greatest show on the planet. Why is this great? Well, we're taking a break from all the news, all the yelling, all the screaming, Donald Trump, impeachment. Take all of that and push it aside because you know what? We all need a break from all the yelling at each other. And let's talk about some fun things. Video games, TV shows, a little bit of everything is here for you guys. And of course, The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade Movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, I have a jam-packed show, as always. I have a ton of news to go over, which is where we always start. I got some new, there's a new streaming service, HBO Max. I'm here to tell you guys, the streaming wars are beginning. Uh, Spotify is doing something interesting. HBO canceled something and then announced something. It was really, really weird. And Netflix is fighting against the movie industry, which is very, very interesting. Then, of course, we'll take a break. And after that, we'll talk about the fact that it is the weekend. What are you going to do? What are you going to see? Uh, there's a couple movie options, but it's kind of slow right now. But you know what? That's okay because there's plenty to watch on Netflix and on TV. And we'll go all over that. Then we take a break for news when we get back and we go to Corey's Tech Corner and I want to talk about hacking because I, I saw a fantastic video and we're going to break it down that really emphasizes social hacking and the aspect of hacking someone via pretending to be someone else. It is really, really fascinating. So we'll have that at the bottom of the hour. And then, of course, we end the show with the top five list of the week. I got Arnold Schwarzenegger telling a hilarious story. I got a trailer, and I got probably one of the coolest YouTube videos I've seen in a very, very long time. But for right now, let's jump into the news. But let's start off with Microsoft, because as you know, uh, I, we talk about robots all the time. Robots are going to be coming. It's, AI is going to become a bigger thing. And I always, uh, it always fascinates me when we find out about potential jobs that may disappear because of AI and because of robots. And well, Microsoft has made a new smartphone app that can administer a driving test without an instructor in there. Oh my gosh, I have so many questions because that would absolutely horrify me. I am just awkward as it is and imagine taking a test on my own without anyone there. But at the same time, maybe that will actually help me because I'm not in the same car with someone. I don't know. It's weird. It's called the HAMS Project, H-A-M-S Project, Harnessing Automobiles for Safety. I think we should just continue to call this the HAMS Project, because doesn't that sound fun? Uh, let's go work on the HAMS Project, guys. Use a smartphone-mounted uh, camera on the windshield of the vehicle that's positioned uh, forward, and then it can. Mon there's also another one underneath it that can monitor the driver. And it also has a rear-facing camera that can monitor the road ahead and behind, as well as all other traffic. The HAMS app is taking advantage of a migrant of sensors included even in the cheapest smartphones available today. And with it, they are going to be able to, you can just hop in a car, 
drive, it will automatically evaluate you and tell you, yeah, you passed, or nah, we're going to have to work on that a little bit. That's really cool, but my my big concern is who likes going to the DMV? If we replace the DMV with robots, I feel like it's going to be 10,000 times harder because we've talked about it before, but I mean... Can you talk to your phone, to Siri or to Amazon or to uh, with the Alexa or Google Home? Can you talk to them in a way that they completely understand you every time? I mean, imagine going to a, a DMV and saying, hey, Alexa, I need to uh, get new license plates. I need to take the driver's test. And it will be like, I'm sorry, please did not understand. Please r- repeat what you said. It's just frustrating. But uh I don't know. It's very, very interesting. We will definitely keep an eye on the hams project. Blizzard. Okay, this one is a little heavy, but we're going to jump into it as fast as we can because it's one that we need. I will continue to talk about. We talked about it last week. Blizzard is a company, a video game company. They make the game World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, which is a card game for the computer, uh, Overwatch, which is a first-person shooter, and a, a few others, but uh, they've been having issues in that they have been, uh, a lot of the players have been coming out and saying uh, they are for support Hong Kong, and Hearthstone shut it down. They said uh, to a player who did it, they said he is losing all of his winnings and he is banned for the whole year. They later retracted a little bit. He could keep some of the winnings that he already won, but he can't compete for, I think it's like a few months and a lot of people were really upset, and it was really interesting because there was a big push against Blizzard, and Blizzard held strong on their own and didn't really address anything that was going on, but people are still pretty upset at them. And uh, it was hiddenly found out, uh, a few reporters had to reach out and ask, that Mitsubishi has uh, pulled out as being a sponsor on Blizzard for all of their esports competition. And esports is going to continue to grow for a while. So a car company pulling out is pretty is a big deal. This weekend currently is BlizzCon, which is the big event for Blizzard where they announce a bunch of new games. And I'm really curious because they do a live broadcast of their opening ceremony where they announce all of these new things. And I'm curious to see if there's going to be any protests, any pro Hong Kong things at this event and how Blizzard's going to react to it. New streaming service. Yes, I think this might be the last one we see for a while, but the big streaming services are coming. Disney is just in a couple weeks. I think Apple is in a couple weeks also. Uh, NBC is next year. CBS is current. Netflix, Hulu, all of it's here. Well, HBO Max has been announced. It's brought to you by Warner Media and AT&T, and it will cost you $15.99, which is the most expensive option, but you will get a lot. You First, you will have access to everything on HBO, all the original content. HBO will be the exclusive streaming home to Sesame Street, Muppets-related uh Sesame Street Mech Builders. It's a new competition with robots and Cookie Monster and a few other kid-friendly shows. HBO Max is also getting all of the collection of Looney Tunes, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. They are also introducing brand new Looney Tunes cartoons and Hanna-Barbera episodes. Uh, In less kid-friendly world, there is a new series by Issa Rae. She's making a comedy series that I can't say on air or I will get in trouble Mindy Kaling is making a new comedy show about college girls, and Elizabeth Banks is producing a comedy series, DC Superhero High. 
Speaking of DC, all DC comic book movies and TV shows that you see on the CW and in theaters, including The Joker, will all be available to watch via HBO Max. Um, they're also making a movie called The Flight Attendant, a dark comedy about a woman who wakes up in an unknown hotel room with a dead man she doesn't recognize, and another movie called Unpregnant, a show about a young woman who becomes pregnant. Cool, that's not really that <laughs> in-depth. Conan O'Brien is producing five stand-ups for HBO Original Movies. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is directing uh, Let Them All Talk with Meryl Streep. Melissa McCarthy is starring in a high-concept comedy called Superintelligence. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is starring in a movie. And Ridley Scott is making a movie called Raised by Wolves, and it's about machines raising a human children in a futuristic society. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You'll have also access to all HBO movies, as I said before, and all Warner Brothers movies, including Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, The Conjuring, Gremlins, the Lego movies. There will be new anime on there uh, curated by Crunchyroll and Rooster Teeth, which are big animated uh, subscription services. Robert Zemeckis is working on a new series. There is uh, the list. I have like five pages of stuff. But the other big one that I just have to mention. uh, Oh, also TMC, Turner Classic Movies. All of those are coming on there, including uh, A Star is Born, The Old Ones, uh, The Shining, and 2001 at Space Odyssey. And also all of the Studio Ghibli anime films that I love and I recommend for everyone, even kids, uh, they will all be streaming exclusively on HBO, which is a huge deal because those animated movies are protected so hard by the company in Japan and the fact that they're allowing that for the streaming service. It's the first time ever for that to happen. And that's a pretty big deal. So that is HBO Max in a nutshell. I know there's a lot to go over. If you're interested in learning more about it, definitely look it up online. They'll show you everything. Friends is going to be on there. Uh, There's a political show, too. I don't remember what it was called. But uh, something very interesting that I did was I calculated all of the prices for the streaming services. So Netflix is $12.99. Hulu with no ads is $11.99. Amazon twelve ninety nine, CBS is nine ninety nine, Disney is six ninety nine, Apple Plus four ninety nine, HBO Max fifteen ninety nine, NBC is nine dollars and ninety nine cents per month. So this is all. If you want to go in on all of the big streaming services, it'll cost you a total of eighty five dollars and ninety two cents per month. I went over to. Our good old favorite place, but not really uh, Comcast. I'm not a big fan of Comcast. And I checked out their pricing. And to get like 200 channels, it'll cost you $80. But if you want HBO and Showtime and all these other things, it's $15 each one. So it's actually cheaper in the long run if you actually just get all the streaming services. You'll have access to all of this stuff, brand new stuff. Uh, CBS and NBC, you'll get all of their shows on there. And honestly, you can buy just an antenna for like five bucks at Walmart and get NBC and Fox and all of that. So it's going to be very, very interesting how cable is going to adjust to it. Because I always joked that we're going to get to the point where we have so many streaming services that people are just going to say, 
Man, I just wish there was a service where they would give us a collection of channels and I don't have to worry about paying for each subscription. It, essentially cable. It's. I, I hope we don't get to that point, but I was worried we were because of all of these pricing. But seriously, $85 a month is not too shabby for access to all of this stuff, all of these exclusives, all of these old stuff. I mean, you all have more than enough absolutely more than enough to watch i will be hopping around i think uh amazon i will always have just because i use it for its other services too um i use hulu with no ads and i use netflix but every other ones i think i'll just hop around if there's a new series out and all of the episodes are out okay this month i'm gonna also go in on disney and uh, next week next month okay i'll cancel disney and go in on cbs so I think there's going to be a lot more flexibility. I'm just very, very curious to see how companies, Comcast and cable companies, are going to react to this. And quickly, before we hit the break, uh, HBO announces that it is, uh, well, first, HBO cancels its very first planned Game of Thrones spinoff. But don't cry because at the same time, HBO announces a brand new spinoff from Game of Thrones about the House of Dragons, and it will be based on uh, Martin's books about the Targaryens. Uh, rumors are that they could not get a lot of good story out of the uh, previous one that they canceled because it had nothing to do with any of the books. And this one, they have a more of a outline of what they can do with the story. So kind of cool. Um, if you are a big computer game player, EA Games is returning to Steam, which is a service where you can buy and play games along with its EA Access subscription service. Yes, you can even get subscription services in uh, video games. Let's do some weird ones, then we'll take a break. Wally's Wonderland has been announced. Nicolas Cage is attached to star in Wally's Wonderland, a new horror movie that is described as Pale Rider versus the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Done. Nicolas Cage, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Done. I'm in. Marley THR reports that Brandon Condon is now attached to direct uh, an entirely separate musical adaptation of A Christmas Carol for Disney told from the point of view of Scrooge's business partner. Interesting. Uh, Edgar Wright, who is a fantastic director, revealed his upcoming horror movie last night in Soho concerns a woman obsessed with the 1960s. Given the chance to supernaturally travel back in time, only to discover the decade was essentially wall-to-wall -wall violence. And one that makes me sad that it's happening, uh, THR has word that Chernobyl uh, creator Craig Mazin has been hired to write the screenplay for Pirates of the Caribbean 6. I am not joking. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some movies. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Travel can be... Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. We got to move fast as we head on over to Landmark Cinemas to see the latest and greatest movies of the weekend. Uh, still out in the box office, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil is doing very good uh, in the box office. Reviews, not so good at 41%. Joker is still killing it. It is back to the number one slot in the box office, 70%. I've said it before, it's one of my favorite movies of this year and might even crack the top 10 favorite movies of all time. Uh, the Adams Family is still out. The Zombieland Double Tap, which I've heard surprisingly good things about, which makes me excited. Countdown, Gemini Man, kind of the mega 
disaster of the year, uh, the new Will uh, Smith movie, is doing very, very bad. Lighthouse and Abominable. I just like saying that word. It's an animated movie doing really, really good. Opening up this week, we are swimming in 60s, which you know what is okay. Not every movie needs to be a bona fide hit with the critics. But first we have, obviously, the big one, the geekiest one, Terminator Dark Fate. I read some great reviews for it on geek-related sites. So obviously we're they're a little biased, but... Here's the thing, and uh, I go to websites all the time and read reviews, and there was one that hit me, and they said, look, I came into this movie seeing just the trailers, and I was not excited for the trailers. And I'm the same way. Me, Corey, the host of The Geek Show, I was the same exact way. The trailers were terrible, but the author went on to say, hey, if you actually give this movie a chance, it's actually really, really good. A lot of fun, a lot of recap of the past, but setting up for the future. And it's at 68% in Rotten Tomatoes. Not too shabby, so definitely keep your eye out on that one. A Motherless Brooklyn, it's a new Ed Norton film. Uh, It's kind of set in the old-timey, and it's supposed to be very violent. Set in the 1950s, uh, about a private detective living with Tourette Syndrome as he tries to solve a murder. It's doing fine. It's at 65% on Rotten Tomato. It's fine. Uh, the other one I was really hopeful for, but uh, it's doing okay. 68% is Harriet. It's the new movie about Harriet Tubman. The trailer looked great. The posters looked stinking awesome. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next week, in regards to movies, we have Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time, The Shining, I've heard uh, really good things. Early reviews are coming in. It's at 77% in Rotten Tomatoes, so I am pretty excited for that. In regards to TV show, HBO is killing it. HBO Netflix are. Uh, Watchmen is on HBO. It's at 94% in Rotten Tomatoes. Two episodes are out. I haven't watched any yet, but I'm super excited. His Dark Materials started up this week, which is basically the Golden Compass, but made into a TV series. Brought to you by HBO, 92% doing very good. Batwoman on the CWs on the top list, Living With Yourself and Daybreak, both Netflix shows. And then Castle Rock on Hulu, which is a great option for the spooky season. I know it's the weekend and we're past Halloween, but it's a good option if you want something spooky. It is, of course, the series on Hulu, season two about... uh, What's the best way to describe it? It is a show that is basically all of Stephen King's books into one. This one specifically is dealing with uh, the movie Misery. And what's really cool, it's like an anthology series, although it's called Season 2. If you haven't seen Season 1, you can go into Season 2 just fine. And I would recommend that. Season 1 was good, but it kind of ended poorly and kind of bizarre and weird. So you got options out there. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. I know that was fast, but we had to keep moving. I had a ton of news in the first segment. But when we get back, I want to talk about social hacking. It is beyond fascinating, and I promise you're going to want to hear this. Really, really interesting. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3. Double Bradfields. Of 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara, and this is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner. Normally, it's where I talk about a variety of things, but I want to talk about something more specific because I came across a video over the last weekend, and it was fascinating, and it just drives home what I've been trying to tell people because it's really hard. I always talk about hacking a lot. And I always tell people, be careful what you put out there, but it's hard to put a face on it when all you're hearing is just side information. So there was recently in Las Vegas, there was a big conference where white hackers, white hackers are hackers that are that do good. They show people vulnerabilities and they teach people how to protect themselves online. Well, CNN sent a reporter over there and they did a fantastic story about hacking specifically this reporter asked a hacker to hack into his information and what she did throughout this video clip and i got several pieces of audio to share with you is beyond fascinating beyond scary beyond i mean it it made me go through my twitter account and be like okay what have i posted and yes no delete this move that is really, really cool. So let's start off with the basics. And this is Rachel Tobeck, and she is explaining the idea of social engineering and that you need to assume that everything you say on Twitter is public. And she backs it up by explaining how she used a furniture company to get this reporter's personal information. It is really eye-opening. So you want to assume that everything that you put on social media is public. Information that can be found in places like this can be used to authenticate you with different companies. Do you remember this tweet? Yeah. I used this to gain access to your current address. What? So what I did is I called up this furniture company right here, and I basically said, hey, we're going to buy another one of these pieces of furniture, but I need to make sure that I don't accidentally have the wrong information on the account. And they said, no, I mean, you ordered something a while ago, but the thing that you ordered, we shipped to this address. And yeah, I, I think I got his updated address, which is pretty scary because that happened in 30 seconds. I got your current address. Yeah, so just with a tweet that a guy tweeted out about a furniture company and a new piece of furniture he got, she was able to get his address. And because of that, you can start collecting this information. And you have to remember, you might be saying, well, Corey, so what if they have my address? What does that mean? Well, you got to remember all of these things start adding up. And with social engineering hacking, this is calling companies and saying, I am this person. Give me this stuff or do this one thing. The more information you have on the person, the better, because they'll say, well, OK, can you confirm your home address for me? Yes, here it is. Can you confirm your phone number? Yes, here it is. How about your date of birth? Yes, here it is. And people aren't realizing that the stuff they put on social media is just open, so stinking open to be hacked. And uh, she continues on. This is Rachel Toback, and she's explaining how she got more information and how posts from social media helped her. I got your birthday from Twitter. I called like pretty much every business that he ever listed that he used on his Twitter or Instagram. What you have to understand is when you do that, I now know which companies you use and I know which companies to call as you. So first of all, who doesn't celebrate their birthday on Facebook or on Twitter? But think about it. How often is your birthday needed for information to get uh, anything at your bank to con uh, to get medication from the store? Your birthday is kind of important, and we all put it out there so easily. 
And just the fact that putting out, oh, look at my new sofa, or oh, check out my new car, or showing off the things that you're getting and the companies you use, putting that out there on Twitter is telling everybody, hey, I use these companies, so if I call up as you and pretend I'm you, they're more likely to give me your information. I mean, we're basically, the stuff we put out there is a nice little booklet of, hey, Here's the places you need to call in order to steal my information. So uh, she keeps going on. This is Rachel Tobeck uh, talking about live hacking. And she's doing this. She's now going to do the next part of this live in which she calls a company. And she's doing this via two things that are phenomenal. There's an app that you can use that will make the phone, when it calls somebody, pop up as that person. So if I, I'll use Greg Batten as an example. With this app, I could call anyone I want, and it will pop up on their phones as this is Greg Batten calling them. And she also uses a voice changer because she's a woman and she's hacking a man. Because of that, it just helps add to the fact, you know, in the people's minds who are behind the scenes uh, getting this information for people, they're not looking for specifics. They don't really know the person themselves personally, so they can't deduce it. They just hear, oh, okay, this is a male voice. They have all the basic information. They'll give it to you. So here's her explaining as she live hacks in front of the reporter. So I'm going to be doing these phone calls. I'm going to be actually live hacking. So when I call, your phone number is going to display on their caller ID. This is Joni O'Sullivan. Who are you really? <laughs> no, this is, this is Joni O'Sullivan. I can tell you my address, phone number, date of birth. Whatever you need to know to verify that that's really me. So, yeah, that was just showing off the technology that the voice changers there. I mean, obviously, he has an accent, but the people on the other end of the phone don't know that he has an accent for the most part. So in order to confirm who you are, they say, well, what's your date of birth? What's your address? Well, we already got that by getting information from the furniture company that you bought from. So here's her, uh, Rachel Tobeck. She is live hacking this reporter in the same room as she is moving all of his credit card points, all the saved up credit card points to her own account. I am on the road right now and I'm having trouble getting access to my internet, but I need to transfer points to my friend for our bridal shower. Hopefully you can help me out over the phone. I have all the information. I have 90,000, is that correct? So the first and last name is Rachel Toback. Oh, they've been transferred? Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Are your points gone? They're gone. So, yeah, right in front of him, in less than five minutes, she was able to get all of his 90,000 credit card saved up points over to her account. And, you know, they can send it to fake accounts and just use it instantly and then disappear. I mean, all just because of very basic things we have out there. And what I really like about uh, this lady, Rachel Tobeck, uh, she was explaining that, you know, it's not necessarily just the consumer's end of things that should be at fault you also have to remember that big companies are also at fault. They're the ones who are in charge of your information. You should be, they should be protecting your information better than this. But she's just showing that what you post online will definitely can help you be hacked. I mean, I, I think the classic example is how many people have passwords saved on, uh, uh, when you sign up for Facebook and that they always ask you, it's typically, like really personal information, like where was your child's, like when you're setting up a password and in order to 
if you hit the forgot password button, it'll ask you a question or a series of questions. What was your childhood home? Where was, uh, what was your first pet? These are all information that you can slowly put together online because you probably posted about it. Everybody likes to boast about themselves online, and with that comes private information that people can use against you. Is it going to happen to everybody? No, but it's just saying it's a reminder that, hey, this stuff is out there. You have to remember all of these things are possible thanks to the world online. And then she went in and talked about how to, uh, what we can do to help protect ourselves just a little more. Remove your geolocation tagging. When you are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, there's just no need for people to know exactly where you're staying in those places. After that, I would say, products that you buy, services that you've purchased, help that you try and get online, like on Twitter, that you're probably gonna wanna do privately. So maybe in DMs, because I'm just gonna call them up as you and try and get your information. So first, geotagging. Geotagging is a term for, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, It when you post it, it puts the location, like, uh, hey, it's me hanging out on the beach, and then it says in uh, Florida or at uh, a specific business. Just turn that off. You really don't need it. And like she said, you are giving people information on where you've been, what hotel you're at, what store you're at when you're buying these things. Just all potential places to get information. Because if she hits a roadblock with one company, like let's say she's going through the furniture company, and they're like, oh, well, we're not going to give out that information. She'll say, okay. She'll hang up, and she'll just move on to the next one. We put out there all the time. I went through mine. I found just just glancing at my social media posts, I found 20 different businesses that people can then tie back to me and get information out. So you just have to be aware. All hacking is not necessarily just stealing your private information uh, via, you know, password leaks and uh, accidentally clicking a spam email that then leads into this whole mess in your computer. It can also be very brilliantly this social engineering hacking. Hacking is getting a lot more complicated and we need to protect ourselves. So I hope after listening to all of that, you just take away that just be more aware of what you post online because the online world is a very very dark place that a lot of these hackers don't care about you. They don't care about your personal life. You are just a name and a source of revenue for them. So be careful. With that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going over the top five list of the week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WS.com. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of this show. What do we do? It's always, 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 always the top five list of the week. These are the five most important pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of. We got to move a little quick today. So where do we start? We always start with number five. Number five goes to a trailer that I'm unsure about. And based on my track record, that means it's probably going to end up being really good. We have to find Spencer and Bethany. This next adventure is even more challenging. This time, not all of you will leave the game alive. Bethany thought you might need some help. Where is Bethany? She's right here. She says, oh my God, like I'm a total horse. Yep, that's Bethany. Okay, so yeah, that was Jumanji 2. 
Uh, all the characters are back. Obviously, we got some new ones. Danny DeVito's in there and Daniel Glover. And it looks fine. It looks good. I never saw the first one. I heard a lot of good things about it. It made a lot of money, which is why we're getting a sequel. And overall, it's fine. It's not for me. And usually when I say it's not for me, it usually does fantastic in the box office. So it'll probably be good. It looks like a, a cross between Mad Max with all the desert scenes and Game of Thrones, like eerily like Game of Thrones and some of the costume design and the winter castle vibe to it so i don't know that comes out at the end of the year i think the week after no the week before star wars number four number four yes number four goes to a new trailer from netflix this one is from a video game being made into a tv show and it has me very excited just because video games don't have a good track record in regards to transitioning from video games to movies and shows this is the witcher Tales of your kind, Witcher. You're a mutant. Created by magic. Roaming the continent. We don't want your kind here. Hunting monsters. For a price. I thought you'd have fangs or horns or something. I had them filed down. <laughs> that is The Witcher. It's coming out on December 20th, and it is based off of a video game series, three series. It's one of the most highly regarded video games of this current generation. A lot of people love that game just because it's an open-world RPG role-playing game where you can basically be this character, The Witcher, and do whatever you want in the game. It's really, really cool. December 20th. Number three. Number three, yes, number three goes to, this is absolutely phenomenal. So uh, I went on this strange journey in videos this week, and I ended up at the World Series, 2019 World Series beatboxing champion and this is the winner but this is a uh, his own recording it wasn't from the competition and he is beatboxing the song beat it and i am not joking when i say this is no editing no music tracks this is 100 percent him making all of the sounds and singing at the same time it's really really cool Yeah, that is absolutely insane. If you want to hear more, look him up on YouTube. His name, he goes by the name Big Man. Uh, it is insane. The Watching the competition for the World Beatboxing Championship is really, really bizarre. I love finding weird things like that out there in the world because that was really cool. That and the, the Marble Championships are just so much fun to watch. Number two. Number two goes to our final movie trailer of the week. This one has me excited 
just because it looks really, really good. It's a they're remaking the series starting new. This is the trailer for The Grunge. This is Detective Muldoon. This is Peter Spencer. Something happened to me at 44 Rayburn Drive. Someone was murdered at that house. Why did he never go into that place? Something never felt right about it. Looks like we got another one. Do you think that the body we found is related? Hello? I went to the house. Hello? Police department. I think something followed me home. Mommy, what's going on? What's wrong? We need to leave right now. Yeah, so that was the trailer for The Grunge. It looks really good. It is a uh, funny fact. Uh, it was originally a Japanese movie. A lot of our horror movies, popular ones like The Ring, uh, were originated from Japanese films. And this one, they're trying to remake it. Uh, it's directed by, I believe, the guy who did the Jurassic Park movies. Don't quote me on that one. I don't have the information right in front of me. But it looks really, really good. Here's number one. Number one, yes, number one goes to one of the greatest stories I've heard in a very, very long time. Arnold Schwarzenegger is out right now. He's promoting his movie, the Terminator movie, and he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he was explaining to Jimmy Kimmel that he had a rivalry with Sylvester Stallone back in the 80s, and they would always try to outdo each other. So if one person did one movie, they would want that movie, and they would fight for it, and Arnold Schwarzenegger tells a story about how he tricked Sylvester Stallone, and the story's just great. Take a listen to this. But so they came to me with this other movie, and uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, Stop or my mother Stop will or shoot. Stop my mother will shoot. Exactly. Yes. That's right. And so I read the script, and it was a piece of. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And so I say to myself, I'm not going to do this movie. So then they went to Sly, and uh, then Sly called me and he says, Hey. Have they ever talked to, him, uh, to you about this movie? And I said, yeah. I said, I was thinking about doing it. I said, this, this is a really brilliant idea, this movie. And so but when he heard that, because he was in competition, he immediately called him and says, look, whatever it takes, I do the movie. <laughs> so we did the movie. Wow. And of course, the movie went major into the toilet. <laughs> you are a diabolical man. Yeah, I love hearing that story. I actually had to look up that a trailer for that movie, Stop Where My Mother Will Shoot. And oh my gosh, just the trailer is so cringy. But that's hilarious that because of the rivalry, Sylvester Stallone decided to do a movie about a cop who has an overprotective mom. So, so stinging funny. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. Have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all next week. This is the Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMB.